The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. You get through the Christmas weekend of NFL games. There's basically four division races that are still up in the air. Bottom line. The boys, big win in Dallas over the Eagles, kept Philly from clinching the NFC East for at least another week. The Eagles are still the favorite to get it done and win their first division title since 2019. And I want to look at all of them. Like, so the East is there because of the 40 to 34 Cowboys win. Uh, it's still up for grabs. A seven-point lead in the third quarter, Minshew and Boston Scott had a problem with a handoff, and the Cowboys recovered the fumble at Philly's 37, and they turned that into a five-play drive for a touchdown. But Philly scored again and got a seven-point lead, but Dak, uh, if you remember, he got strip-sacked around the 50. Cowboys got the ball on their own 38, preventing the Eagles from getting the short field. And then they got sacked, and it it was just crazy. But how about the third and 30 play, the bomb to T.Y. Hilton? That was unbelievable. And they scored a touchdown four plays after that. Philly had the ball with like two and a half minutes left. They were down three, but Sanders fumbled. That's the second straight week that he's fumbled, and that's a concern. Uh, Dallas recovered. On Philly's 21, and then they chewed the clock. They ended up kicking a field goal, and they went up six points. So they recovered three fumbles, and they got 10 points out of it. So they were losing the ball left and right in Dallas. It was like the game they had against Washington. They had, uh, I think, Washington recovered like four to five fumbles in that game. I mean, Philly was losing the ball that whole game. You know, in that game, once Avante Maddox had the toe injury, the Cowboys were able to go to work with CeeDee Lamb. He had nine catches for 113 yards in the slot, and he did it out wide as well. When Maddox is on the field, quarterbacks suck against Philly. When he's off the field, everybody lights it up. Lane Johnson, their great right tackle, left the game late in the fourth quarter with a groin injury. He never came back. Minshew got picked on the next play after he left the game. I mean, obviously in that game, Philly was out. uh, You know, Jalen Hurts didn't play, and he had the sprained shoulder. Now they need him back. 
They need him back in the lineup before the end of the season. I don't think Minshew played bad at all. If he comes back next week, Hurts, and the Eagles beat the Saints, uh, then he could rest in week 18, and during the wild card round, they don't have to play. Or they let Minshew play again, and Hurts sits another week, and then they have a chance to win the division at home in week 18 against the Giants. But you never know. They could lose that game. If Philly doesn't win one of those last two games, they might be in the wild card round and have to travel to play the Cowboys in the postseason. I don't think that's going to happen. For Dallas to win the division, they have to win both games and the Eagles have to lose both games. To get the top seed in the NFC, they would need a loss from both the Niners and Vikings over the final two weeks of the season. And the Cowboys would win a four-way tiebreaker with them at 13-4. and four. So let's look at the AFC South. You go back five weeks, and the Titans beat the Packers, and they were 7-3, and three, and they had a 93% chance to win the South for the third straight year. The 3-7 and seven Jags had nobody's attention at all, but boy, has that flipped. The Jags have won four out of five, and they beat the Jets on Thursday night at Snoopy at MetLife. The Titans have lost five straight. Three of those losses have come in one-score games. They were 5-2 and two this year and 18-6 and six since the start of 2020 in one-score games. Think about this. They were converting 76% of their red zone trips through week 10 of the season, but Tennessee has scored only 58% since then. That's mid-league, 14th in the league. They did score in their lone trip inside the 20 against the Texans on Saturday, but they lost the game. The Titans are 22nd in points per drive over the last six weeks. They're barely ahead of the Broncos and Colts, and both of those teams are hairdryer city. The last time they had more than 16 points during the five-game skid was in week 14. The Titans have allowed other teams' offenses to convert just under 42% of the time on third and fourth downs over the last six games. Davis Mills of the Texans went 5-for-15 in that win on Saturday over the Titans. When the Titans were winning, they won 7 of 8 between week 3 and week 11. All 7 of their wins came against teams that right now don't have a winning record. Their one game against the team with a winning record was against the Chiefs, and the Titans lost that game in overtime. Meanwhile, when they were 0-2 and during their current 5-game skid, the Titans have gone against 5 teams with winning records. And they lose. Bottom line is they lose to playoff-type teams. When they play bad teams, they win. Good teams, losses. Bottom line is the Jags and Titans are in a war now. And this week, week 17, doesn't even matter. So, like, the Jags play the Texans. The Titans play the Cowboys. And the reality is... When they play in Jacksonville in week 18, it's going to be basically a play-in game for the division title. 
The Titans cannot make the playoffs if they lose to the Jags in the season ender. So a lot of people think they're going to rest their stars like Simmons and Henry in the game against the Cowboys and get them ready for the deciding game against Jacksonville in Jacks. The Jags could still advance to the postseason if they win against the Texans and lose to the Titans in Week 18. They'd have to get a lot of help. The Dolphins would need to lose out, and the Jets would need to lose to the Seahawks. The Bills would have to beat the Pats, and the Steelers would need to lose one of their two final games. For Doug Peterson, you get in by beating the Titans in Week 18. That means they would have swept them for the first time since 2005. So what about the AFC North? The Bengals have a 63% chance to win it. The Ravens, 36% to win it. Bottom line is the Bengals were up 22-0 in the game against the Pats, and they held on 22-18 when Stevenson fumbled at Cincy's five-yard line going in to score to win the game. Of course, the Pats got the ball after Jamar Chase had caught a pass and fumbled, giving the Pats killer field position. The Bengals are badass. They've won seven straight. And that win on Saturday was the fourth by seven or fewer points. The Bengals had like 10 turnovers in their four and four start uh, to the season. So over the first six games of their seven game winning streak, they're not turning it over. They turned it over just four times. But against the Pats, they turned the ball over three times. One of Burrow's picks was a pick six hizzy. The Bengals finish up with a tough couple of games. They host the top-seeded Bills, and then they finish against the Ravens in Week 18 in the jungle. If they win both games, the Bengals will win the North, and they could even get the top seed in the AFC if the Chiefs lose against the Broncos or the Raiders. The Ravens have to win in Week 17, and they have to beat the Bengals on the road in Week 18 to take the division. The Ravens beat Cincy back in October with a last-second field goal from Tucker. One of the problems the Ravens have had is their quarterback, Tyler Huntley, has averaged just 5.8 yards per pass attempt and three yards per carry since taking over for Lamar Jackson. The Ravens have only scored three touchdowns over four games with him playing. Now, Baltimore did clinch a playoff berth by beating the Falcons on Saturday. So they're probably just going to let Lamar rest more. Baltimore would be the third seed if they win the North. Right now, if they did that, they would have a home game in the Charm City against the Chargers. If they don't win the division, uh, they'd end up the fifth or sixth seed in the conference. And the fifth seed would face the South winner in the opening round. The sixth seed would travel to face the same Bengals during the wild card weekend. Now, what about the NFC South? I think Tampa's going to win it because they beat Arizona. They have a 67% chance to win it. The Panthers a 30% shot. The Saints a 2% shot. Believe me you, that overtime win by the Bucs in Glendale was huge. 
Tampa's 4-6 and six over their last 10 games. Three of those wins over the Rams, Saints, and Cards. They had to have fourth-quarter comebacks. Brady has been getting killed when he's under pressure in the pocket. So if they do win the South, they're locked into the fourth seed in the conference. Two games to go. The fifth seed in the NFC is guaranteed to be the second-best team in the East, which would mean either the Cowboys or Eagles. They win the South uh, with a Panthers loss, either against the Bucs in Week 17 or the Saints in Week 18. If the Panthers win out, Brady's going to miss the postseason. I'm not seeing it. I still think Brady and the Bucks get in. That gives you an idea what's going on with the playoff situation in the NFL. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began. Or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 